0: Welcome to Worst Take, the sports show. Fellas, introduce yourselves.
1: What up? This is your boy, Doe Boy. New nickname alert, Doe Jackson, because I'm running the game and the streets simultaneously.
2: Mm. <laughs> I feel like I'm having deja vu. We did Yeah, 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 yeah. All all right. Okay, get, cut me some slack. All okay. right, all right. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> My name is EQ. You know what it is. Together, we form like Voltron and make the dopest fucking show out there, niggas. the Worst Take sports show. Let's get it.
0: And I'm Triune, and I got a couple public service announcements. So first, I need y'all to smash that subscribe button. I and need the pause, like. And I also need you to like down there. Leave a comment if you feel compelled. Pause. And hit the notification bell. Yeah, facts. Hit the notification bell so you can be notified when these new episodes release. If you haven't seen Worst Take before, this is a podcast and a show where we highlight or we go over all the you know the hot sports topics that you see on your news ticker. But we're a little bit more raw. We don't have the red tape and networks and advertisers. We get to it. So we're going to get to our first topic for today. Um, Marcus Aldridge, just abruptly retired, just signed with the Nets. So I think it was like a week ago. Um, and this is due to a heart condition. Um, what are your just your general thoughts on this? And um, how much does this affect the Nets chance to win a championship? We'll start with you, Doughboy
1: uh it's really really messed up to be honest because like lamarcus aldridge just always just seems like a really nice guy like you never really see him in no bullshit like he's always been a hard worker always been a great uh production player on the court so i finally thought that this was going to be the opportunity for him to to get a ring man and so for this to just come out of the blue it just kind of broke my heart for him man so um, I, 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 my heart breaks for him and you know what I'm saying? So, you know, shout out to him and his family and all that. So that's fucked up. But as far as the Nets, I don't, I don't know that it really affects them and their, in their title, um, contention. I don't think that they're going to win it at all. I just think they're, they're, they're too much head case over there. So I don't think that the subtraction of LaMarcus is going to, uh, affect them because they're going to lose anyway. In my eyes.
2: Yeah, man, obviously this is a very unfortunate situation. Um, I'm glad to see that he's walking away with his health um, given the severity of the situation. So, you know, props to him. Uh, he had a good career, you know, a pretty good career, man. You know, he's a career, you know, almost 20 point for game, you know, per game score, um, you know, almost shooting 50% from the field, um, you know, borderline <laughs> hall of famer. Honestly, I think that Chris Bosh getting into the hall of fame is going to determine a lot for LaMarcus Aldridge um, because, you know, those two, obviously at that position are compared an awful lot, especially given the era. So, um, you know, I mean, as far as him as a person, uh, like Doe said, you know, I've heard nothing but good things about him. So, you know, uh, I hope that he has a positive, you know, transition out of the NBA and into his post career. As far as the Nets, you know, I mean, I don't think it affects it too much. I think it affects him a little bit only because of the fact that the Marcus Audridge showed that he's still a guy who can come out and have a he's burst. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, yeah, he can have a burst when you need it. Um, but again, he he wasn't a great defensive player. Um, you know, he didn't help the Nets with the things that they need. So, you know, I mean, no disrespect to Lamarcus. I think that the Nets are pretty much the same team without him as they were with him, but you know, props to him and nothing but love, you know, for him uh transitioning into his post-NBA career.
0: Yeah. Um, I think this is unfortunate. I think Lamarck has still had a few years to give to the NBA and I'm pretty sure he's heartbroken by this, but I am really proud of him and happy for him that he made a decision for his health over basketball. Definitely. He's got two right. sons. He's got two he's kids. Got two sons and, you right. know, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult to make that decision when, you know, you've been playing a sport since you were knee high and all of a sudden it's been kind of taken away from you. Um, Is that a thing?
1: Is that like a – did he have pre-existing heart things? or Because it just seems like – and it was ironic, uh, EQ, that you had brought up Chris Bosch, like, you know, him being compared to him because didn't he go out with a with a heart issue too as well? Like, it's just so bizarre. Like, you know, these athletes, you know what I'm saying? Like, they – you know, the heart issue just comes all out of the blue. Like, was this something that that we knew about before or just kind of – appeared and just was that
0: serious. It's it's nothing that I was aware of. I never knew that LaMarcus Aldridge ever had any heart issues. But once again, those are things that um, teams may not release um, because Mm. that's really damaging to a person's potential in the NBA. Like, look at Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh is what, like an 11-year vet had the heart Uh, issue and nobody wanted to touch him again because... Right. They don't want to see Hank gathers again and I and I yeah. understand that too. That would be devastating for the NBA.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. It, so going back to how it affects the Nets, you know, championship aspirations. Um I think it affects it but slightly. I mean, of course, Lamarcus Aldridge is a seven-footer, he's a big body inside, he's another guy that you can go to in case you need, you know, just dump down there and get a couple buckets or at least get a high percentage shot. So um, those are things that you you weren't going to get from DeAndre Jordan. So right. you know, I guess it affects him a little bit, but I don't think it's the end of the world, and they may be able to pick up another piece. So um, moving on to the next topic, Michael Jordan has been selected to uh, present Kobe Bryant, the late Kobe Bryant, um, into the Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, was Michael Jordan the right choice and why, EQ?
2: Um. This is tough, man. This Kobe shit still don't sit right with me. Um, That's a fact. I'm literally tearing up just thinking about this shit. I mean, obviously, try. We were together the day that Kobe passed. Yeah. Um, that was one of the hardest days I can remember as a sports fan, um, having to deal with that. I, I don't think that Michael Jordan's the wrong choice. And I certainly don't want to disrespect Michael Jordan or his relationship with Kobe. Uh, my own personal uh, desire was that Shaq do it, mm. Um, mm. just because of what they went through as teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that Michael Jordan was the wrong choice. I think that uh, I think that them putting this together and trying to honor Kobe in a way that. Um, really hasn't been seen with the hall of fame. You know, we don't really get too many times where someone's inducted into the hall of fame after their life is over. Um, You know, so, I mean, you know, props to Michael Jordan, obviously being the goat and being uh, synonymous with basketball. No, you know, anyone, even if you don't watch basketball or know anything about basketball, you know who Michael Jordan is. So I'm glad that they got, they have someone with that cachet, Um, again, personally, I I was hoping that Shaq would do it, um, you know, and even a secondary thought, not necessarily saying that he had anywhere near the career that Shaq and Michael Jordan did. But when I hear Derek Fisher talk about Kobe, that was another person that I had hoped in my heart would be involved in that. But I think that Michael Jordan is a good choice. I remember his words at Kobe's memorial. Um, and I think that Michael Jordan is going to do an amazing job. Um, that's going to be a really hard thing for me to watch. I don't know if I'll be able to watch it live. Um, I I had to turn the funeral off um, and come back to it because it was just too hard. Um, So, you know, I'm glad that the NBA is doing what they're doing. You know, Michael Jordan's a great selection. And I I think that that's going to be one of the most memorable moments in not only NBA history, but in sports history to listen to someone else give Kobe Bryant's uh hall of fame hall of fame speech um it's going to be a great thing to watch i just i'm not sure i'm going to be able to get through it uh in one sitting man. Hey,
1: Doughboy. yeah i pretty much echo um what you know what eq says i mean i don't you know i don't i definitely don't think you know mj is a wrong you know pick but i just you know just the relationship that shaq and kobe had it's almost like they're brothers and we've seen them grow up together like you know what i mean and even through all the stuff that they went through, like, you know what I'm saying? Even their little riffs or whatever, or Shaq, you know, hitting them with a diss on whatever. Like you just knew that they were brothers though. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then when it was all said and done, it was just like, you knew they had so much love for each other. Like, I remember when when Kobe had won, I think it was his fifth ring and they asked him like, what's so special? And he was like, I got one more than Shaq. Like of all the things he could have said. Yeah. And like, you know, he was just like, I got my big brother. And like, I think we just love that. So I would have loved to see that but i'm not you know i'm saying i i and like EQ said i don't know that i'm gonna be able to watch it and i i know that kobe isn't to, to me what he is to you guys because you guys are from here so i like i don't even know if i can watch that and yeah so yeah those are my overall thoughts
0: yeah i think that mike was the right choice um not not to you know i don't want to turn this into a full-fledged debate obviously this is about the way great kobe bryant um, but I think Mike was the right choice just because of what I'm aware of, of their relationship. Um, Kobe and Shaq had a, you know, had a relationship when they were playing, but to my knowledge, they weren't like super close like that after basketball. Um, Mike and Kobe remained close. Um, Mike continued to mentor Kobe even in the business world after retirement. Um, and they remained close pretty much up until Kobe passed. So I do think that it's the right choice. I will say this though. Um, and of course, I'm trying to kind of like tightrope walk this. What I'm saying, but I just hope that Mike doesn't make it about himself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mike tends that's to-
1: a that's a fair thing. Yeah. No, I I Mike, 100% Mike, see yeah, what you're saying.
0: Mike tends to do that at times, and I'm just really hoping that um, whoever the you know the script writer is, or you know whatever sort of format he's going to be following, I just hope that he kind of follows it and he's extremely respectful of uh, Kobe Bryant because he was a huge part of, you know, Kobe Bryant becoming who he was on the court um, and even off the court. And I just think that him honoring Kobe Bryant is kind of like honoring himself. So. um, He
2: did did a good job during the Memorial. I I will say like.
0: He did a great job during the Memorial. And that's even why I thought it was a, you know, there was the right choice because he kind of, he's kind of done this, you know, he's kind of walked this, uh, he's kind of walked this plank before, but. I, I agree with both of you guys, even to a further extent, I probably won't be watching it. Like I can almost, I'm gonna catch that on YouTube afterwards and I'll watch yeah. sections as I can yeah. kind of deal with it. As yeah. you said, Doughboy, you know, we're both from here and that guy meant everything to LA. Everything, bro. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, like, he was our hero, bro, he was our Superman. Like that, that yeah, was for
0: sure. it. For sure. So, um, moving on to brighter and... Um, I guess, less uh, depressing topics for at least for EQ.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, the Seahawks signed Alden Smith. Um, does this change Russell Wilson's mind about staying? And how does this affect their chances to win in the NFC West? Doughboy, I'll let you go first.
1: No, Alden Smith is washed. I'm sorry. And I mean that respectfully, but impact on the football field. I haven't seen it in a while and wasn't he didn't he get in trouble like didn't he i'm not, I'm not uh, didn't he like get caught with some guns or something something wow like he was suspended for a little bit i don't i don't see him making any impact at all was he a highly sought out free agent was everybody trying to get him was he just like the the hot pick on the market i don't i don't know that there was a bidding war going on about him and for him to get signed this late kind of shows you it's indicative of the the situation Why he gets signed this late free agency has been going on for a minute now. So eh, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think it makes any difference against the weak Hawks.
0: I'm going to go next because I know (laughs) Q's about to unload a whole clip. So I think think it's a good signing to be honest with you. I think it's a great signing. I think, uh, I think Alden Smith, even though he may not be in his prime, I do think that he has a lot to offer still. I still do think he's one of the better defensive ends in the league. And I do think that he's going to disrupt shit against most offensive lines out there. Um, In regard to it changing Russell Wilson's mind, wrong side of the ball. (laughs) (laughs) He ain't blocking. Wrong side of the ball. Like, uh, you know, he doesn't play defensive back. So I don't know if this changes his, you know, changes his mind about staying. The Seahawks have been a little bit quiet about offensive line acquisitions, and
1: uh, (laughs) we got a defensive lineman. So
0: what? (laughs) They haven't really addressed these issues, so we'll see what happens long term. But you know, I guess great, gratefully, or I guess, I guess, fortunately for the Seahawks, they have Russell Wilson on the contract, so they don't have to trade him. Q.
2: Yeah. um, First of all, though. Yeah, 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 uh, I'm right here. He was out because he got in trouble. I know, that's what I'm not, saying. so. Not because he wasn't producing. So let's separate those two. Okay, kids.
1: but when was the last time he played, is what I'm
2: saying. Last year. For he just who? played on a trash-ass team that we all like to talk shit about in the Dallas fucking Cowgirls. Was so, he good on that? Did he do good? Yes. Given the time that he was actually in the games, I mean, he he only played he played last year in all sixteen games. But they the Dallas Cowboys don't have a record of using defensive players to the best of their ability. Tryune is more familiar with that because Alden Smith played his first four years in a forty nine er uniform. So so Alden Smith, <laughs> no, he
1: was fired when we had him.
2: Alden Smith. Was an above average addition. I won't say a great addition, but here's the other thing, too. When Alden Smith played for the Cowboys, he was the premier defender on that roster. Okay. He was the guy. He was the he was the guy who, like, because of his years in San Francisco, and even though he had gotten in trouble and missed a few seasons, that he was the guy who could go in and disrupt things. And he was like the calling card for the Dallas Cowboys on the defensive side. Now He's gonna get to play with Jamal Adams, who's a monster and one of the best safeties in the league. Who's coming back ready because of how he got injured right before the playoffs last year. He's playing with a great amongst a great group of a defensive front. That front four in Seattle, bro, is absolutely formidable now. On top of that, the 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 thing that I think that's different. Is that even though for the first time in his career last year, he was on a one-year deal with the cow. He was on a one-year situation with the Cowboys. Right. He's actually playing with a team now who's in contention. The Cowboys play in arguably the weakest division in in, in sports history. And he only had five.
1: He only had five sacks.
2: For the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. That's what you he should said. have been eaten. For, for the Dallas Bro, the Dallas Cowboys play in the weakest division in the history of all american sports bro last year the philadelphia the, the and and you know it's a fact look at the record from the the team that won the division last year had more losses than wins i don't respect uh, but uh,
1: be that as it may but when we're talking about his production in 2011 he had 14 sacks 2012 he had 19.5 which is 2013 he had 8.5 Then he had two in
2: 2014 and 3.5. He played five five less games in the year that he had the the eight and a half sacks. He played seven games, which is four fewer than the year before in the year he had two. So he couldn't be on the field. But this is the difference. Follow the bag. We talk about that, right? Okay. Okay. He's on a one-year deal now where he needs to make a good impression. He's in a position now where if he doesn't come out and perform, he's going to be out of the league. That's just what it is. So I think that now, because he's in a healthier spot, on a team that has historically prioritizes his defense, even though the first half of last year we were historically horrible, in the second half of the year last year, we were historically great. So it ended up being kind of a balance of the two. I think that this is a different situation as far as Russell Wilson staying. No, I don't think it affects the situation, but the Seahawks have signed a pro bowler and two very good offensive linemen in the last month. So we have bolstered up that offensive line. Nobody talks about the O line because there's no stars on the offensive line anywhere in the NFL. Nobody looks at those guys like they do the quarterbacks and the wide receivers. So I think that this is a above average signing. I think it's good. It helps the defense, but the Seahawks still have some needs that they need to address. And I think that Pete Carroll based off of his moves, him and, and the GM's moves since Russell Wilson made his comments. I think that they're showing that they're committed to doing that.
0: Hey, I'm not going to argue with the Seahawks fan and for our viewers out there, do you guys see how EQ turns up when we talk about- <laughs> He started turning red and shit. <laughs> <laughs> he,
1: he,
0: he, he fucking serious about Seahawks, man, I respect it. All right. So I know EQ, I got
1: a quick question. Why your background look like the Paranormal Activity movie set? What the yeah, fuck going I on? It's like, that shit looks scary as hell, man. Somebody about to say uh, boo in the background.
2: Because as a half white, half black man, I exist in worlds that dark niggas can't. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: paranormal <laughs> Paranormal ass nigga.
2: The, warriors... I'm the I'm the nigga who dies in the first five minutes of the scary movie and then comes back to life and saves the day.
0: That's <laughs> what yeah. I speak. I'm the nigga that dies in the first two minutes of the movie. Most and- <laughs> <Harmanous> combine album. <laughs> I only come back in fucking dreams, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so speaking of light skinning paranormal niggas, <laughs> the Warriors and Steph Curry, are they cursed? Yes, so, nigga. So listen, Andre Iguodala, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, now even Draymond was hurt for a little bit. Even Steph was hurt for a little bit. Now James Wiseman goes down with a knee injury. Why can't any of Steph Curry's teammates stay healthy? We'll start with you, EQ.
2: Um, I don't <laughs> think that they're cursed. I think that if we look at the history of any teams that had a extended run, like, let's, for instance, let's talk about the Lakers, right? The Lakers had an extended run where things just clicked. Things just went, we won championships. We had role players who overachieved in a Laker uniform. Phil Jackson was, I mean, we, it, it was just, everything was clicking the same way it was for the Warriors. And then eventually, as they say, all good things must come to an end, which that Laker dynasty and that run uh-huh. of those two, three peats did indeed come to an end or almost two three-peats to a three-peat and then two back-to-back championships. Right. But that did come to an end. And then the Lakers just had a string of misfortunes. We sucked. Like, that's just what it was. And there were very few real Laker niggas who was riding, you know, in the Sasa Chich post, you know, post that back-to-back championship phase. And, you know, when we had all the Hall of Famers and we still lost and all of these different things, like – it takes a real fan to go through that. I don't, I don't think that the Warriors are cursed. I think that they are just feeling that post-dynasty misfortune that happens to most teams after they've been dominant for so long. Um, it just seems to happen that way. I, if the Warriors were cursed, Steph Curry wouldn't be out here averaging like 38 points in the month of April. <laughs> Like, this thing is out here. This
0: like,
2: he's the a of basketball right now, bro. This dude is fucking playing absolutely out of his fucking mind. And if the Warriors had a better record by five or six games, we would be talking about Steph Curry for MVP. Listen, if St- if the Warriors were in the five, four or five spot, yeah, yeah. would Steph Curry not have a <laughs> valuable Case for MVP, this thing is out here like crazy. So, I, I think this is just something that they're going through. I think Triune has a point when he says Clay Thompson's coming back next year and James Wiseman's going to be a year older and Draymond's going to have a chip on his shoulder because of what happened this year. I think the Warriors will be better next year. I don't think, the-
1: okay, enough of that but- until you do right by KD. They are always gonna be cursed. This is Kate. Every since they did KD wrong, the Warriors have been trashed. Look at what is happening. If you cannot see this, I don't know what else to tell what you. They do get they KD, every- huh? Yeah. What
2: they they do every do they since Draymond, every since Draymond
1: said get that shit and called him a bitch, and he didn't do nothing, and he left. Nothing has gone right since. Everybody's getting injured.
0: But the Warriors didn't do anything to him. The Warriors actually suspended Draymond Green because of that. Right. The Warriors offered him a fucking Supermax. And, nothing and,
2: did, and nothing I feel like right KD, KD cursed them, niggas. Nothing gone put, right for KD neither. What's gone right for KD? He's either? about to come to the finals. Who says? Listen, I feel like the Warriors I
0: they need. I know what they need. They need f- to go over there and sage the stadium. <laughs>
1: exactly. I'm telling you, I feel like they're cursed. I feel like This is the thing, and I have a vested interest in this. You know why I have a vested interest in this? Because I am from Sacramento, California, yeah, and the- I was a I was a loyal Kings fan. We have a shitty basketball team, but I was loyal when I lived there, and I rode with them. The Warriors were always shitty too. They didn't have no fans. So it pissed me off as a fan to see all these new-ass Warrior fans when this shit happened a couple All these out-the-closet-ass Golden State fans. I'm like, where was you niggas at
2: in the 80s? So so what are you saying about Brooklyn, though? Nobody cheered for the Nets when they played in New Jersey. Who? Okay. Okay. All of a sudden, they in Brooklyn, and now all of a sudden, niggas want to be fans like BK. You know, white girls can go and buy a. You can go and buy. No, a but BK that's why I respect Knicks
1: fans. I, know I respect no more. I respect Knicks fans because if you ever meet a Knicks fan and he and miss that shit, that's a loyal motherfucker because he is loyal to a team that has been shitty forever. The Warriors were always trash. There was never no Warrior fans ever, and then it was a butt, It was a little bit in the eighties or nineties when they had run TMC. So for like three years, it was. A a couple of fans but that was it so to see all these fucking new ass bandwagon fans it serves them right i guarantee you seth is leaving next year he's not staying he is not wasting the prime of his career on a sinking ship mark my words dostradamus the prophet (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, so I'm I'm disagreeing with you guys. I'm putting Steph and the Warriors all the way in the paranormal room. I think they are cursed. I don't know why. Yes, I don't know what caused this, but I absolutely do think that they're cursed. It, this has been too many critical injuries over and over and over. When I yeah. said when I said a couple episodes back, right, that the Warriors had like this bugging future and shit, that was also assuming that James Wiseman was going to play a full fucking year as a rookie. Like, you play a half of. There's nine
2: games left.
0: Who gives a fuck? He's still not. And. They Wait, were, he but listen, though, there was a possibility that he could have been playing in the playoffs because they were at the 10th seed. They were at the 10th seed and they were going to be in that playoff.
1: I think I cracked the code, Triune. Tryon, I think I cracked the code. So,
0: so, so, look, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. So, I do think that they're cursed. I think that. Um, if 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 we if we don't get a chance to see this entire team healthy next year i'm going to have to start leaning with Doughboy. Steph stuff is out there
1: listen i think i just cracked the code i was wrong it wasn't kd that cursed them you oh. know who you know what is the real reason for all this shit lebron mark jackson think about it think about it mark jackson built that fucking team He he legitimately built the team that he got all the players who had them winning, brought the winning culture to them. And then they replaced the nigga with Steve Kerr.
2: That's a bad take though. How was that a bad take? Did that not happen? They won with all all due respect. And they never
1: gave him his credit
2: with all due respect to Mark Jackson. They won. Three chips after that,
1: yes. because
2: it's, the, it's like, it's, so I'm not. And John say, Gruden
1: it, won the Super Bowl with the Bucks that year because he knew the whole fucking defense of the Raiders, right? He but knew but the nobody, whole team.
2: Like nobody said that the Bucks were cursed after John wouldn't or after John John Gruden won the Super I Bowl. I think so that, that they shitted on Mark Jackson, cursed the Bucks, they
1: but they shitted that. on Mark Jackson. Now it's coming back to bite him in the ass.
2: It is, bro. It this listen. I You're think you got the wrong person, girl. Mark Jackson, nigga. I think
0: you got the wrong girl, it's not karma.
2: <laughs> it's not, that's
0: what I'm saying,
2: it's not. It's not, nobody said Tony Dungy cursed the Bucks when John when John Gruden, after John Gruden won a Super Bowl. They, they gave Tony Dungy his credit. What
1: I'm saying is this EQ, what I'm saying is this, Mark Jackson's name never comes up when that dynasty is talked about. He built that fucking team. They won the championship the year after he left.
2: No, and I completely understand. So that. how? So so you don't
1: think that that's fucked up to build a team up, get them to that fucking point, and then they just say, "Nah, we're gonna swap you out for a new ass coach that hadn't even coached before."
2: No, no and I get that. But and I live in Vegas now, so whatever you're smoking in L.A., I need you to send it because you're I'm tripping. Because like this is all I'm saying. This is all I'm saying. <laughs> The Mark Jackson thing—they had overwhelming success after that, and even if they are cursed now, what they got during that time period is that made them a dynasty. They're in NBA, they're NBA history books for that. The KD thing, the KD thing is—it's like, bro, nothing has happened right for KD either. Last time we saw KD in a Warriors uniform, he was limping off the court. Last because they forced him to come back, and they was questioning his heart. So the, all I'm saying is He gonna write a
1: book one day and expose the niggas.
2: Kevin Durant can't be the one who cursed them. Mark Jackson is, is the, it's the mark, it's the mark durant curse
1: 50-50 from mark both of them niggas. Durant. <laughs> mark Durant, it's the curse of Mark Durant, <laughs>
0: goddammit.
1: <laughs> oh. They played off they fucked over both them niggas, and you know I don't even be defending KD like that, but they really fucked him over though, bro. Speaking
2: they let him game, go out there too early. Of the bitch, Speaking of which, how is the KD shit that hasn't come up this week, like in the last two days, not in this docket? Oh, shit. We didn't talk
1: about that. The him and uh, – let's talk about that. I have to talk about that. Intro it, try you. Him and
0: Shannon
2: <laughs> – I know you saw that.
0: Him and who? Him, him and Shannon, Shannon Sharp. Sharp. Shannon Sharp. blocked that nigga. So look, so, look. To intro the topic, since he's running <laughs> to do the curveball. <laughs> so and- we have to. Curveball <laughs> to you, coach. All yeah. right. <laughs> I'm Nolan, not you, buddy. <laughs> um, so look, um, we have to. Kevin Durant and Shannon Sharp had a pretty heated exchange that ended and Shannon Sharp blocking Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant posting the fact that Shannon blocked them and saying, and I'm the one that's sensitive with the hmm emoji.
1: Yes, you are that the was, one that's sensitive. You make I burner accounts in your- is,
0: Do you feel like Shannon was solid or was he tripping for blocking KD? Q. double boy, double boy. Go, go, go. First, first.
1: Yeah. of all, he was solid as fuck for that because he will get he will lose his fucking job. And mind you, yes, you see how this is why I be saying KD be on that whole shit. This is the thing. You see how he was talking to Michael Rappaport and them DMs. Call hey, I'm a I'ma spit on you all this extra shit. You see he didn't play with Shannon like that. You see, he didn't play with Draymond like that. I hate it when niggas don't have the energy for everybody. Like he so 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 Shannon Sharp is solid as fuck because he know and, and KD was lame for even exposing that. We was just laughing at Michael Rappaport for exposing DMs. Now you out here exposing DMs. Like you're a grown man, bro. KD is gonna be the reason why the fucking Nets do not win, bro. He he needs to step his mental game up, bro. That shit is just. It's, it's embarrassing, bro. Knock that shit off. <laughs> Real.
2: Bro. Nigga's
0: is a cloud.
2: Shannon is solid as fuck for this. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you what, context is everything, right? Fact, you could say the same exact words to one person in one way, and it would not be the same, it would not come off the same. It would mean the same if you said those exact same words to somebody else. Facts. Context mm-hmm. is everything. So in the manner of context, like you said though, when it came to Michael Rappaport, Kevin Durant was running off at the mouth. Was mm-hmm. doing all sorts of- All shit, with talking, the festivities. <laughs> talking crazy, bro. Yeah. talking crazy. and. Michael Rappaport wasn't about that smoke he's an old man like we understand he's a New York guy but fucking you know he lost a lot of respect because of his actions and that because he spoke against those types of actions for years and Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant all of a sudden looked like the person who wasn't the worst in the situation now we turn around and the thing about the Shannon Sharp situation is Shannon actually tweeted at Kevin Durant like three or four times before he blocked him and was like hey like if you want to talk about this, we see can see in the streets. CNN. See me in the streets. Stop. We can talk about this for real. Like, we could we could actually talk about this. Uh. Like, if you want to talk about this, we can talk about this. I'm not doing this over social media. And Shannon Sharp has a job that he could get let go for for engaging in that type of activity. Even though it's not the same thing we just saw what happened to Paul Pierce. The networks can make a decision that you're selling in whatever it is that they're doing, and they can let you go. So I understand that Shannon does not want to dip on the bag over pride with Kevin Durant. Um, Kevin Durant is a hoe for this shit. Like, let me just call it how it is. That's some. That's some super hoe shit. That's some like oh red flag here. He blocked me and I'm sensitive. Yeah, you're sensitive, nigga. You heard the picture <laughs> and then said I'm sensitive. Like you, you're you're trying to convince people you're not. Like, bro, just go out there and play basketball. I watched them lose to the 76ers yesterday, and they lost. And he's like, yeah, nigga, yeah." again. It's like, yeah, bro. Well, what you didn't know was that that's a two-game swing. They're in the first they They're in the first seed. You're in the second seed. You're likely not going to catch them. That was the second in the tiebreaker, which means that if you have the same record at the end of the year, you still get the second seed, which means you got to play Milwaukee and, and fucking Philadelphia and then in the second round. Like, Kevin Durant, just don't be using his brain, I don't think. <laughs> he needs to chill. He needs to get off his social media, nigga, and take a take a piece from LeBron, which I Put know. Put your he phone down, do. nigga, and go zero dark down. That's what he needs to do.
0: So I'm gonna say both of them niggas is tripping.
2: Uh-huh. Now, okay, that's fair. I
0: have to, I have to, I have to empathize with Kevin Durant a little bit. It has to be annoying as a human being to turn on the fucking TV and watch a sports show. And here's somebody completely making up a narrative about your life. And you know, that people are going to buy it because this is an accredited fucking network.
1: And Shannon Sharp wasn't
0: wrong. You're right. right. at At the end of the day, at the end of the day, sensitive or not, Kevin Durant is a human being. I don't give a fuck how much money that man makes. He has a fucking nervous system, just like the rest of us. And I think constantly understand this is Kevin Durant. This is a, this is a fucking perennial all-star, one of the guys that we're gonna consider up there with the GOATs. He's been compared to LeBron James his entire career. Mm-hmm. I think it just came out he's a he's a third guy behind Michael Jordan and LeBron James to have 14 signature shoes. He's the third guy to ever do that. So mm-hmm. he so yeah, I mean he's 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 great. And he also has feelings. And he's gonna fucking express them every now and then. And I don't necessarily have a problem with him defending himself, but given his history, that's some whole ass shit. Um, given its history, you gotta kind of take that on the chin because you've been so vocal about so many fucking very small, minute things that at this point people are just tired of hearing from you and Shannon, I respected everything up into the block, bro. Come on, man. You a grown ass man. You blocking other grown ass men. Ignore that motherfucker if you don't want to hear from him.
2: <laughs> I guess that's you're blocking grown
0: ass yeah. men, and then you're gonna go on your show and talk about the guy that you just blocked. That's, that's some whole ass shit too. That's so true both of them niggas is tripping and I hope both of them niggas grab their balls and just get over this shit dog. <laughs> talking about fucking hoop. Why are you taking it personal? This what? is about fucking hoop. This isn't about somebody dying. This is about somebody doing life in prison. What are we talking about here?
2: Yeah, no, and that's a fag. And, the, and and try what you just said actually brought something to mind, try. Mm-hmm. Name me somebody who's great that never played a sport. There's plenty of them. It could be Steve Jobs. Mm. Did you ever hear Steve Jobs get mad and come back at a hater for saying the iPod suck and block them on Twitter?
1: <laughs> no.
2: no, no. Give <laughs> hey, me somebody who's great. Who me? Yes. Shit, Barack hey. Obama. Barack Obama. <laughs> Do we ever see Barack Obama go on Twitter and get mad at somebody who said that he wasn't their president,
1: nah, and, and then
2: block somebody on Twitter? What is going on with these sensitive ass sports niggas, man? Nah, but I played sports too, but I feel like this is just for me personally, I feel like we're seeing this more in the athletic world than in any other world in, in like as far as like corporate money or whatever it is that you want to talk about more than any other field in America, at least. I feel like we're seeing this over and over again. Niggas getting sensitive. Look, But I
1: feel like but I feel like Shannon Sharp probably did that shit, though, because he's seen how he just talked to Michael Rappaport, and he was like, man, if this motherfucker start playing with me like this, it's going to go different. So he probably was just trying to stop a problem before it started. Like He probably knows that he wasn't going to be there for the bullshit, and he probably would have reacted. So he's like, let me just do what I can to distance myself from this shit.
0: Yeah, but what are we even catching that, those deeper feelings for anyways, man? Smoke a blunt. Fucking relax, my guy. I'm sure Disney doesn't drug test you, Shannon. And yes. i That's my boy though. I, you be sipping my G. So fucking <laughs> chill, man. At the end of the day, you're going to, no matter what Kevin Durant says, Shannon, you're going to have a job tomorrow. And no matter what Shannon Sharp says, Kevin, you're going to have a job tomorrow. Nike's not firing you because Shannon Sharp created a narrative and Disney is not firing you because Kevin Durant said something about you on Twitter.
1: Facto. All right. Couldn't have said that it better been, myself.
0: That has been worst take, fellas. Introduce
1: yourselves. I have been Doe Jackson because I don't know what happened. Hey, 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 hey
2: catch me on <laughs> Doe Boy TV on YouTube. Holla hey. at your boy. New nickname alert doe Gordon Levitt because he's stealing white bitches. My name has been EQ. You know what it is. It's been your man's shout out to my brothers right here. We have been worst take. We out of here. Side note that hack is Not fucking here. fire, bro. Yeah, that I hack
1: is you, bro. I, I need that. Yeah, that shit hard. I right, yeah.
0: so I have been triune and I got a couple public service announcements. If you're watching this on the worst take page, just subscribe like the video, leave a comment, hit the notification bell. If you're watching this on the I Am Doughboy TV channel, I'm gonna need for you to look for the worst take subscribe link there. Mm -hmm. Click on that, go to our channel and subscribe. Yes. And as well, subscribe to the I Am Doughboy TV channel if you're not subscribed because you're bugging for doing. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? You don't go to Scott houses to see somebody else and then not greet them. Come on. You don't do that. What the fuck
2: do you watch Fox and Espn for, nigga?
1: <laughs>
0: y'all yeah, bugging. All right. It's been worse take, y'all.
2: Peace. Yeah.